Welcome to House of Horns. Uh, you are live. We are live, Gilbert, for the Rams post game show. And joining me uh, today is Gilbert Manzano, Sports Illustrated staff writer. Gilbert, the Rams win their third straight. Uh, they're the seventh seed as we're speaking right now. They defeat the Browns 36 to 19. Give me your takeaways of this game. I mean, this should have been a close game, but the, the Rams just, you know, separated themselves uh, late in the game. Yeah, uh, a lot to unpack here, and that's good news for the Rams. They dominated in a complete performance here, and that's where, where I'll start here. And by the way, if you're watching live, drop a comment. Give us your takeaways, your thoughts about this beatdown. Can I say that beatdown of the Cleveland Browns uh, for three straight wins here for the playoffs? Like you mentioned, Victor, they're currently – a wild card team. We have to see what happens with the Packers later on and kind of figure out where they truly stand. But it was a complete performance. Matthew Stafford dealing. Uh, Kyron Williams running the football physical. Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup, both involved in the passing game. Finally, Aaron Donald with the safety at the end. John Johnson turning back the clock with interception. That is the, the, the key words or the phrases, complete performance or complete beatdown. Yeah, and before I get into my my takeaway, Gilbert, I want to give an engagement question real quick. How many wins do the Rams need to get in the playoffs? As I said, they're the seventh seed as of right now because of their tiebreaker with the Seahawks after they they lost to the Cowboys. This Ram Rams win pulls them right uh, right as the seventh seed now. And now we're now we wait we wait for to see if the Packers uh, lose to the to the Chiefs, and now they're in sole possession of seventh place in, in, in the playoffs. But my takeaway is just it, this offense, you know, when healthy now, Gilbert, it looks unstoppable. Like, that's been the thing, too. The other thing I wanted to point out, Gilbert, is the fact that the Rams are 6-3 and three with the healthy Kyron Williams. As you've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, a healthy Kyron Williams is the difference for this offense. And now, with everybody getting involved, look at what they did against the number one ranked defense. We all said, hey, it's going to be a struggle for them to score points. That wasn't the case. They moved the ball. And honestly, the big my biggest takeaway is Stafford. Like that, that tight window pass that he had against Puka Nakua uh was just beautiful. I mean, that that pretty much opened up this offense. The the Browns were stacking the box. They were not gonna let Kyron Williams take over this game. And so the the Rams adjusted beautifully. And now they sit, you know, now they're they've won three in a row and they're six and six. Yeah, no, that's that's a great point because uh, when I looked at the box score, they had 400 yards on this top-ranked defense that we kept talking about in the preview show, House of Horns. Like, I don't know. They're pretty good. They're only allowing 250 yards per game. You know, it's kind of a historic pace. The last time a team did that for an entire season was 2008 Pittsburgh Steelers. They won the Super Bowl. And, Vic, you can even make a case that this team might be better with Joe Flacco at quarterback, even with Deshaun Watson. Like, yeah. Flacco was actually pretty good. And I know the Broncos was trying to say, yeah, it was ugly for the Browns, but Flacco – you know, was actually, you know, surprising, good performance from him. But, the, you know, it was a good Browns team they beat. But I do like to highlight what you are mentioning yeah. on, on the Rams side, the offense against that Browns defense. And that, that makes you wonder now, you know, if they get in, how dangerous can they be? We, we were talking about the Lions potentially being a matchup there in the wild card spot. Uh, but they're healthy. And I kept hinting at, like I told you, when Kyron Williams is back, they're going to be a good team. But I did not expect it to be this good. And maybe I had little doubts, too, in the back of my mind because they've been – it was six weeks without Kyron Williams. I'm like, how do you plug him back in? And quickly, last week against the Cardinals, well, it's the Cardinals. And this week against the Browns, 
now it's like okay they're a legit threat here and like we mentioned all, all year in house of horns the defense has been doing its job and you know what's impressive too victor like like flacco did have his moments maybe because they wanted them to be one-dimensional because this team feeds off of the running game i know jerome Ford got that touchdown early but i think they were held under 100 yards rushing so no defense no rushing attack you take away the browns identity right there yeah, and to your point, I mean, Kyron Williams with we we said you need it, you need to get above 20 carries. We they got that today. 22 carries, 88 yards, one touchdown. Even Nakua, you know, they ran the ball. Like, and I was that was gonna be my next point with Puka Nakua. I said a couple of weeks ago, you need to run this offense through Puka Nakua on 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 the uh, passing side of things. And they're starting to do that. They're they're not only just you know, feeding him the ball, but they're also running him on jet sweeps. I mean, he could have had around 100 yards rushing if it wasn't for that call that got uh, on that jet sweep that got called back on that terrible, uh, you know, uh, penalty on Demarcus Robinson. You can tell uh, uh, Juan Thornhill just pretty much played. And he was like, ah, I'm going to try to get a call here. He got away with it. But, you know, credit to the Rams. They just kept plugging away. And, you know, another, as you said, uh, let me just go through here with the stats. Nakua, four receptions, 104 yards, and the, uh, one touchdown, two carries for 34 yards. Cooper Cup, six catches, 36 yards, one touchdown. Demarcus Robinson, three receptions, 40 yards, and one touchdown. And then also let me give you a couple more things that have to do with Puka Nakua. Puka Nakua is a sixth player since 1970's merger to reach 1,000 yards in his first 12 games, joining Odell Beckham Jr., Justin Jefferson, Equan Bolden, Randy Moss, and Marcus Coulson. That's great company, Gilbert. I mean, those are some great players. I, I would say at least three of those guys are going to probably be Hall of Famers, so that's a good list to be on. And then uh, Puka Nakua's 70-yard uh, touchdown was the longest Rams uh, offensive play since week five against the Cowboys last season when Cooper Cup had a 75-yard receiving touchdown. So yeah. a lot going on in this game. I'm glad you took the credit for saying that, you know, a few weeks ago, Sean McVay, make Pukunakua the feature point of your offense, or, or at least in the passing game. I think Kyrie Williams is still number one in my book for the most yes. important player. But Pukunakua definitely in the passing game makes everything open up. And, and I don't know what's going on with Cooper Cup, but, I, you know, to see him in the end zone, I'm sure was big. And, you know, to have Puka and Cooper contribute, I don't know what's going on with Higby, too. I think he has an injury. Uh, but the Marcus Robinson step, though, that was a great sequence there with a 30-yard pass, a 7-yard touchdown after that. So you got a lot of people stepping up here. And, you know, when Kyrie Williams came back, the ground game started going. And even, you know, when you have a ground game, suddenly the offensive line looking pretty nice, too. So it's a whole complete performance. But, yeah, take the credit on Puka Nakua and being the feature wide receiver, cracking 1,000-yard receiving. And, uh, you know, there was a little scare, though, because he left for a bit. I think they were saying maybe a ribs thing. And I'm like, oh, it looked like a shoulder. It looked okay. like a shoulder. And he left. And I know a lot of people. Uh, I know we saw Tank Dell, another rookie who's been yeah. outstanding this season. He broke. I think he 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 uh, fractured his his tibula. So he's out for the season. So it was like, oh, now we're losing Puka Nakua now in the in the afternoon game. But uh, he came back in the uh, at the beginning of the third quarter. He's tough, man. Like, you know, all these injuries are, are racking up, piling up for him, and he keeps playing, doesn't miss time. So, yeah, that was a scare there. But when he came back and and uh, the player time out the end of the round or the, the running play, they, they called back. But 
Uh, he's just so productive, dynamic, and he does so much. He is definitely the fit when you talk about Sean McVay's 11 personnel. I know he's evolved this season with more of a run-heavy approach, and which is great. And for a couple of weeks, it seemed like he was going to be stubborn about that. Yeah. But Puka cool is a Sean McVay guy. He could run the ball, catch the ball, could block, could do it, everything all uh, in 11 personnel. So this was a typical game you wanted with Puka Nakua and Kyron Williams leading the way. And the old guys are, are kind of taking to the back seat, but they're still going to be pivotal, especially if they make the playoffs. But imagine having that core with Cup, Stafford, and Aaron Donald, three veterans. I think uh, people here on listeners and viewers of House of Horns highlighted that maybe during the Wednesday show saying, they get in with a veteran core, a team that won the Super Bowl two years ago. That is dangerous. Mixed in with a rookie class that's contributing, like a Kobe Turner. Uh, obviously, you got Pukuna cool, but so many guys are involved. And we mentioned last week Jordan Fuller getting involved, John Johnson doing something today. So, you know, overall, it, 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 like I don't want to get there to just yet thinking about the playoff scenarios. I know we did a little bit with the Lions, but just to get here, Victor, after the three-point game with Brett Rippon where everybody was losing their mind, my, myself included, three and six going into the bye week, Seahawks, Cardinals, Browns, three straight wins. In a game that we, you know, kind of hinted, it wasn't a must win, but it was one of those games you got to have because you're playing the Ravens next week, and it's, it's tough too, but you're looking nice, and I think I just saw the tweet from uh, Jordan Rodriguez saying the Rams' playoff chances now are 55% according to the New York Times, uh, I guess, uh, projections. Yeah, the New York Times poll there. They have them around. I, I before the game they said it was around fifty-seven. It, it sounds about right with fifty-five. And it just if the the more wins they get, I mean, they're going. Let me let me give you their schedule going forward. Uh, we'll talk about it more as we preview the game against the the Ravens. But you know, this is what they have left with five games to go. They they're at the Ravens next week. Then they come home for two games. Uh, they play the commanders who just look like they're 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 uh, ready for the offseason. And then same thing with the Saints. So uh, on a Thursday night. And as you talked about, who, I, it, I don't think it's going to get flexed out. We thought maybe it get flexed yeah. out just because it was the Giants. Uh, I mean, the, the Saints. Thanks. And then and then the one that I'm kind of and we'll talk about it a little bit more, Gilbert. It's not the I it's not the one at the 49ers. The one I'm a bit concerned about for this Rams team is going to New York against the Giants. The Giants don't have anything to play for. You get a you get a bad weather game and you know you get a terrible performance. It it's going to happen. We saw it today with some teams like the the Steelers against the Cardinals. That's the kind of, that's the game that I'm worried about for mm -hmm. the Rams. And then like I said, they 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 uh they close out against the 49ers who might not be playing for anything at that end, but they also might want to keep the Rams out. It, you know, if they have to play them the, the following week. So there's there's a lot to kind of digest there, Gilbert. Yeah, by the way, I got the cat running around here, super excited. So if you see like light issues, what I'm doing right now, uh, you're going to take over, Vic. But, yeah. you know, that schedule there, it's, it's going to be a weird scenario where like, okay, we think they're going to beat the Commanders and the Giants and, uh, and the Saints, but they have the windows for sure because I feel like, you know, it's going to be a competitive race. But after they did with the Browns in dominant fashion as the cat ran off, perfect. He didn't mess anything up. Uh, it feels like, hey, maybe they could go on to Baltimore. Maybe they beat the 49ers. You know, it would be kind of a say they are in, in, the, in the thick of the race and they're going to probably lock in before week 18. And playing the 49ers in week 18, they're going to show us like, re like really who they are. But that's getting too far ahead. But it's going to be a tough schedule. But just to look right now, this is a game you needed to have. It wasn't must win again. But you're looking so nice with so many possibilities. Like, yeah, maybe you lose that one. Maybe you lose that one. 
But uh, as some of the, the the listeners and viewers of House of Horns have pointed out, hey, they could probably maybe run the table. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. And I mean, like I said, it's prime there for them to get in. The the percentages keep going up for them for you know to be able to make the playoffs. But uh, I just wanted to highlight a couple of things, Gilbert. Here, just going over to the defense as well. This is the third straight. I, I told you we when we did the preview that you know if if uh, if the Rams defense allows a third straight opening uh, drive touchdown, that it's probably good luck for them because you oh, know yeah. they've done it the the last two times and they won. They did the same thing today. And, you know, and, and they adjusted really well against Joe Flacco, as you said, like, I really, I really like Joe Flacco for the, for this Browns team. I, I think down the stretch, if they start him, I think they're in good, in a good situation, but that's besides the point. The other thing I wanted to point out, as you said, John Johnson got his first start against his former team. Oh, yeah. And then he, he gets the only turnover. What do we say? That was the key, Gilbert. I said, yeah. do not beat yourself. Let the other team beat themselves. And in the fourth quarter, the Browns beat themselves with that Joe Flacco interception. I think he he tried to get a little he, – he, he got a little confidence in him. He tried to chuck the ball down the field, and it cost him late in the game. But I really like Flacco for this Browns team if he they end up deciding to start him the rest of the season. Yeah, no, I do too, and I know that's kind of like the the positive notes for the Browns there. But you know they're on the West Coast, and the, and the Rams handle business at home. If we mentioned earlier in the season, the Rams couldn't win at home. Now they're doing it. Uh, LA FC Beast, okay, could be a heavily run game next week. Weather shows showers in Baltimore next week, and the more I think about it, Victor, uh, the, I know it's a tough environment in Baltimore, and kind of like what the Browns did going to the West Coast, the Rams have to do it in Baltimore, but. The, the Ravens lost Mark Andrews, and that really affected the offensive identity there. So if somehow, you know, the Rams get an early lead and force the Ravens to play from behind, which is tough to do. That's a very good defense, too. Uh, but LAFC beast, uh, it could be one of these running games, rushing attacks. And when you have a, a team that's blocking, running the ball with Kyron Williams, you know, they have a chance, especially in Baltimore. Yeah, I I do too. All right, Gilbert. I know we're getting down to you. You got to get ready for your, the Sunday night football game. So just give me your final thoughts on this win. What does this do for the for the Rams? You know, you got five games to go, and then just your impressions of this game. What you like, what you didn't like. Yeah, just me talking about their chances of maybe going into Baltimore and stealing one. That tells me how 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 impressive they were this week. And I know the 49ers were crushing the Eagles. Uh, but you can make the case that the, the Rams did the same thing to the Browns, a, a playoff team and a very tough AFC North. So uh, they're in there. We still we can't really talk yet where they are because the Packers are playing tonight. They lost to the Packers, but that was such a wake up call. And I guess that's my final point. How how much they've turned it around since that loss? They signed Carson Wentz for for just in case, and here they are. They're they're covering all their bases, and everything's kind of turning up nicely. And and I think somebody pointed out earlier this week that. A lot of teams have their injury ways right now. The Rams had it early, and they're making the most of it when these teams are banged up, and they're a little fresher, and they're young too, and that helps out too down the stretch. So veteran core mixed with a surgeon, inexperienced cast of players that are making plays every single week. I think that's my final takeaway. Yeah, and I think to your point, Gilbert, it just it makes me think that that bye week for the Rams was came at a perfect time because it allowed the coaches to kind of see where they were at. It kind of allowed them to put, you know, players where they needed, put in a new, uh, install some new design plays. And we've seen a lot of motion in this. They've changed up some things that has helped their ground game. Getting Kyron Williams back was huge as well. 
And then just incorporating Puka Nakua as the main focal of this passing offense has also just been key to this to this uh, offense. And now three games in a row, they've needed a winning streak. And now, like, I feel like you're going to start seeing tomorrow and the next day just people jumping on the Rams bandwagon. And they're 6-6. Six and six. As of right now, they're the seventh seed. You're going to, you know, see a lot of people jumping on the bandwagon. Hey, this Rams team, if they get in, they're going to be that dangerous team. So get used to that, Ram fans, because people are going to start jumping. They're going to, you're going to be like, where were these people at when we were three and six? And, you know, we have Brett Rippin in there, but that's the way the NFL goes. We talked about it. Hey, late in the season, that's when you want to get hot. You're, you're healthy. And so, you know, kudos to the Rams. They're, they're, they're playing, you know, good ball at the right time. All right, Gilbert, who gets your 12-pack of beer uh, of the game in this game? Yeah, there's way too many options here, but I think I'm going to go to somebody who hasn't had it this year but has had many uh, winning victory beers over the decorated Hall of Fame career. And I think Aaron Donald getting that safety at the end was well-deserved because they were creating a lot of push uh, against Joe Flacco. They were they made him one-dimensional after that one that – one, the early touchdown drive to start the game, they recovered. They didn't get 100 yards rushing uh, with the Browns. So when you take away that, take away their physical element, and you're creating turnovers with John Johnson, I think it worked out for this defense. And Aaron Donald deserves it because he's a glue to this defense. He does, he hasn't had his name mentioned a lot this year. But as you know, when you look at the trenches and he's always there clogging the lanes and getting double, triple teams, he's always doing his part. But it doesn't stand out until you get the sacks or the safeties like today. So make sure you, you enjoy that 12-pack uh, of beer. Yeah, and that reminded me, Gilbert, uh, and great call by you with the with with Aaron Donald. But Bobby Brown being back, he was another guy that's kind of been un, un, uh, underrated. That you know uh, they they lost to IR. He comes back. He's been able to plug those holes. And Aaron Donald, I saw like there was a couple a couple rushes where he was triple team, and there there was not a lot of pass rush in this game. But you know. I, they got a lot of help from 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 the from the uh, secondary, you know, and and then he finally broke through and got that safety. And then for me, it's Puka cool. I mean, like I, I I've been saying, you know, just how tough he is. That kid is just continues to impress. Every time we're like, okay, well, what else can he do? He hit a wall. It looked like two games ago, and you know, it also didn't help the fact that he was playing with the backup quarterback. But but since now that Stafford is healthy and then he's starting to get healthy himself, even when he when 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 everybody thought that he was probably hurt and wasn't going to come back, he comes back to start the third quarter, puts on a great performance. Those 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 jet sweeps doing their dirty work. He had an impress. The other thing, too, that was really impressive, Gilbert, was that block that let Kyron Williams have a big run in the third quarter. So, and, and, you know, like some guys, when they, they hurt their shoulders or they get hurt, they're not going to put their body on the line there for a block. And the guy, as we said, Gilbert, one thing that I'll, 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 I'll give myself credit for, and we talked about it before the season, I said, he needs to be the, 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 uh, what's his name? Woods. When, when uh, Cooper cup had the triple crown, because he needs to do the dirty work. And he's not only, being featured in this offense, but he's also still doing the dirty work. And that's, that's a, that's a tribute to that kid. Yeah, no, that's a great one. And it all started with that touchdown was a 75, 70 yards. I forget. And like you mentioned, great throw by Stafford, great uh, route running and, and to be in the right spot for Puka. And that just tells you how much chemistry these two have there for making that play look so pretty and just so, you know, in sync. So, yeah, keep it going, Puka Nakua, uh, and he's a he's a tough competitor, and uh, he makes all the difference in the world.
Yep. Uh, Rams 666. The Rams are 6 and 6. Uh, they're the seventh seed right now, Gilbert. Go ahead and close us out. That's all we have for you guys. We got to get Gilbert to yeah. the Sunday night football game. Yeah, let's see what the Packers do. They, they currently own the tiebreaker over the Rams, but maybe it turns out the way uh, for the Rams here. Maybe they're for, they're for sure in the playoff picture. I don't, I don't even know what it'd be for the tiebreaker, tiebreaker with the, say, the Packers, the Seahawks, the Vikings, and the Rams are all six and six. But uh, we'll get to that later and definitely check out the show on Wednesday. If you're watching right now on the, the replay, comment, and we always uh, get back to your comments. But on that note, ya nos vamos, pues, vámonos.